Well, many have attempted to answer that question in in lengthy books with lofty language. Perhaps the simplest answer is in this one short verse, um, written um, not just before the death of Jesus, but 700 years before he was even born. Isaiah 53, the book of Isaiah is filled with um, writings about Jesus, and verse 6 has these profound words. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That sentence, simple as it is, when rightly understood, just gives us a glimpse behind the curtain to see the reality of what is going on at the cross of Christ. That sacrificial death of Jesus is not just significantly greater, but it is infinitely greater. I want to just point out three things in this verse. We see the reason and the rescuer and the rescue. First, the reason story of self-sacrifice requires a reason. There has to be a threat, a train of dynamite, a plane full of trigger-happy terrorists, or a mounting tsunami wave. There has to be a crisis, a danger, some kind of peril that threatens. And the greater the threat of danger, the, the greater the need for rescue. At first glance, the reason given here might strike you as, as not all that significant, but bear with me for a moment. Isaiah states the danger this way. He says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The the picture there is of an intentional and willful, uh, yet pointless wandering. Like foolish sheep, we decided not to stay near the shepherd, but to wander off and each in his own direction. Each one of us following our own way, we've all gone off and and done our own thing. And the danger in that is that this wandering is not just foolishness. It it is that. It is foolishness. It's not just walking away from the loving protection of the shepherd. It's also rebellion. Our wandering is a throwing off of God's rightful rule in our lives. It's a rejection of His authority over us. Psalm 92.7 is one of many places in the Bible that warns those who would, who would turn away from the Lord, who would wander off from Him. It says this, Though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. Those who go their own way, those who would abandon God and decide, I will decide what's right. I'm going to do what I think, what I decide is best. Yes, there are many. They sprout like grass. Yes, they they seem to do well for a season. They seem to succeed in this world. They flourish. But in the end, they will face eternal destruction. The wrath of God in hell. Notice how Isaiah puts it. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. It's all of us, and it's each of us. 
It's, it's everyone, it's corporate, it's universal, but it's also personal. Each one of us has gone our own way. Take a minute, search your own heart, see if it's not true. We decide that we will do what is best, and that's called sin. And we ignore God and His goodness and His law, and we run after the things of the creation rather than the Creator. And because of that, we are all in imminent danger of the infinite wrath of God. That's the reason. A reason more threatening, more imminent, more terrifying than anything else. Next, we see the rescuer. Who is the one that comes to our rescue? Who is this hero? Interestingly, there's, there's two people mes- uh, mentioned in this passage. Um, there's the Lord. You see that's in all caps. That means the, the Hebrew behind that is Yahweh. It's the personal name of God. And then there is Him. The Lord has laid on Him. Who is this Him? Well, if we look up uh, to chapter two, uh, 52, verse 13, that's the beginning of this section. The Lord says, Behold my servant, my servant. Isaiah 53 is, is the last of what are known as the four servant songs in Isaiah. These, these passages that speak of the, the servant of God, um, the promised Messiah. It's pointing forward to, to Jesus. Verse 13 actually gives us a, a significant piece of the puzzle. It says that my servant, Jesus, will be high and lifted up. High and lifted up. That's hugely significant. If you, if you remember back to the other well-known passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 6, these same words are used there. Isaiah says, I saw the Lord, again, all caps, high and lifted up. This is the language of deity. This is the language of God himself. The Lord is saying here that this servant, this coming Messiah, Jesus, he will also be high and lifted up in the way that only God is high and lifted up. The servant, the rescuer, will be none other than God himself come to our rescue. This is the Trinity in operation. God the Father speaking with God the Son. We need to be rescued. And and not just from some force or danger in this world. We need to be rescued from God Himself. The wrath of God is aimed at us. Who could save us? Who is powerful enough to save us from God? Only God is. Only God Himself can rescue us from this peril. That's the wonder of this rescue. It's a rescue that is planned, that is carried out by God Himself. This is the Lord's idea. It was His rescue plan from the very beginning. Though He created a people who would turn from Him, who would rebel against Him and wander off, go their own way, that he would display his justice and his righteousness and his wrath against sin. But he would also display his mercy and his grace. 
as he himself would come and be their rescuer. The story of sacrifice is intensified partly um, because of the greatness of the the danger from which we're saved, but it's also intensified by the, the value of the sacrifice that is made. If If the thing that needed to be sacrificed was, say, a cockroach, you were told there's this life-saving medicine being developed, but a cockroach must give its life for it to be produced. I mean, maybe a couple of of, uh, environmental activists would get worked up, but most of us wouldn't give it a second thought. Okay, do it now, Um, yesterday. What if the sacrifice was a million dollars? Some philanthropist, somebody's going to have to put up a million dollars of their own money to be able to to provide this this life-saving medicine. That might make the news. What a a great person. What a a beautiful sacrifice they made. And then there's the phrase we often use, the ultimate sacrifice. We use that often talking about a soldier who, who dies in the service of his country, who dies fighting for his country, the ultimate sacrifice. And we call it ultimate because there's, there's no greater sacrifice a human can make. There's nothing of greater value that we possess. Even a million, a billion dollars doesn't compare to the giving of, of a human life. There's nothing of higher cost, nothing more precious than, than a human being laying down his own life. There is one thing of greater value, higher cost, and that is if the eternal, infinite, glorious God himself would leave his throne of perfect splendor, unite himself to human nature, give himself over to death as both a human and divine sacrifice. That's our rescuer. That's the one who sacrificially comes to save us. It's not just a a young stewardess with her whole life ahead of her. It's it's not a a noble firefighter upholding his duty. It is the all-glorious, infinite God coming down for us. This is the reason and the rescuer. Now let's look at the, the rescue itself. Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus Garcia was blown up by the train, opening, uh, uh, allowing others to be saved. Nirja Banhot was shot by the terrorists opening the way for others to escape. Fujio Kushida was swallowed up by the tsunami so that others could flee to safety. Jesus took on himself the iniquity of our sin so that sinners might be rescued from the wrath of God. Isaiah 53, verse 5, just previous to this passage we've been looking at, says, but he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. When Jesus died on the cross, 
He died as our substitute. The perfect, holy, infinite God took the guilt and the shame and the filth of sin onto himself. And what he experienced then on the cross wasn't just an ordinary human death. wasn't just a, a brutal, shameful, painful, gruesome crucifixion but something that actually only the infinite God could accomplish. It was the infinite wrath of God poured out. The wrath that you and I rightly deserved. The punishment that was rightly stored up for us was poured out on Him. That was an act of self-sacrifice infinitely greater than, than anything the world has ever seen or will ever see. Though his body was never found, there is a gravestone in the cemetery of uh, Otsuchi featuring a large stone bell, and Koshida's name is there in honor. March uh, 2021, a few dozen people gathered to memorialize him and remember his bravery. There's a B-rated movie called Nirja, which tells of her historic, heroic story. The town of Nakazori is now called Nakazori de Garcia in honor of uh, Jesus. A large bust of his face is prominently shown uh, in the town square. But the story of Jesus, the sacrifice of this Savior, will not just be sung about and recounted all over the world this morning and again on Sunday and again every Sunday but it will be sung about and celebrated by the angels and the seraphim in heaven, by all those who have trusted in him, who have been rescued and redeemed by this death on the cross. And they will sing out for ages of endless eternity. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing because his sacrifice was infinitely greater. I want to invite Josh to come and prepare to lead us in worship again. We're going to remember that sacrifice the way he commanded us to remember it, partaking of communion together. This is for those who... Uh, are trusting in him, who have repented of their sin and, and are looking at, in faith to Christ for their salvation. And so if that's not you this morning, we just ask you, uh, just observe, just let the uh, elements pass by. Um, but if you're a believer this morning, um, we come in humility, we come in repentance, looking again to Christ, celebrating, remembering this great sacrifice. You'll find two cups, the bread in the top one, and the, or sorry, the juice in the top one, the bread underneath, so don't let that confuse you. As we prepare to, to worship and remember, I want to read um, the entirety of this servant psalm from Psalm 52 and, and 53. Uh, so uh, just listen as I, as I read, and then we'll, uh, we'll stand and worship together uh, as the elements are handed out, and just hang on to them, we'll partake together. Um, after the song. Isaiah 52, verse 13. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up. He shall be exalted. 
As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. And so he shall sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him, for that which has not been told them they see, and that which they have not heard they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that he should, we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, like a sheep before the shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. As for his generation, who is considered that he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken from the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked, with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit found in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring He shall prolong his days, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted as righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death, He was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sins of many and makes intercession for the transgressors.